Hello there. Let's go. Your move, creep. Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? This is the way. Dude, mate, what do you want to do tonight? How's it going, royal ugly dude? Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Pikachu? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifarium. Anyway, I got places to be, a face to fix, and oh, bad guys to kill. Hey guys, it's Greg. Real quick disclaimer before you get in this episode, I have been fighting with this episode for about three days, something went wrong with the recording, and I almost decided to just scrap the episode, but after much fighting, I think I have it semi-releasable, so just apologies in advance, not a normal quality, but hey, that's what we got for right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to Geek Positive again. I'm not uh, a positive geek. We just had some technical difficulties here. Let's try this again. Yeah. All right. Three. All right. So what's new and exciting, Mr. Greg? Uh, aside from the platform we record on, updating without warning, completely changing, causing us to have already sat here for a full episode's length. Not too much. You? <laughs> oh, well, we were given a uh, a gift today, this morning. A gift we from were, pre- as I said, blessed this pre- day. A gift from precious baby Jesus and his little ghost manger. Um, the trailer for the more likely the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie dropped today, and we have to talk about it. Oh yeah, my god! I I have a thousand positives and one negative. Huh? What I'm did intrigued. you think? Oh, I loved it. I watched it like three times on my phone, and then I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! I have a TV in my room now. I can watch it on my big TV." So, yeah. Oh my god. Dude, I just had a giant uh, smile on my face the whole time. I, I don't even know where to begin, but I mean... Fucking Goro was in this movie. Goro. Yeah, I've, they have not hinted at him at all. No, and don't get me wrong. I know he was in the original movie, but like I didn't expect them to go that route again. I I, I, I was very happy with everything he saw. I mean... Okay, right off the bat. Okay, what was what, what one of your highlights? Uh, Scorpion doesn't have the hand vagina in this movie. First, yes, he has, a, he has a real spear that we see impale multiple people. Yeah, um, the effects for Sub Zero look awesome. The character oh designs God. of everyone they they seem to be leaning in to the look. It's over the top. It's not going to make sense. But this is what you want. This is what you get. Yeah, this is, it seems, uh, just based on the characters and the look, it seems like it might be primarily based on the original three games kind of mixed together. Yeah, is the impression I think that so I got. Too. Yeah, somewhere around there. But so, then again, like, you have, like, you have, like, Melina in it, who wasn't introduced till later. No, she was in Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, was she? I thought she was a little later. No, no, she, her and Katana are both in Mortal Kombat 2. That's back when they did all the palette swapping for a lot of the save, uh... Uh, space on the, the cartridges. Yeah, and like they're leaning into the full. She has like the predator mouth and everything going. I'm, I'm excited. Oh my god. Melina looks fucking nasty in the best way possible. She was like licking the blood off of her sigh. Yeah. This her... movie looks amazing. I can't wait for it. this. And I I mean, my, my thing that uh, stuck out for me the most was when Sub-Zero I don't know slashes scorpion or something the blood spurts out then he freezes it and then he stabs him with it oh my god yeah. just as over top as the games that's all i wanted and then 
and then Jack's getting his arms frozen and ripped off. Yeah, exactly. Like seeing stuff like that is just great. I 100% am behind this trailer. You said you had one thing you, one complaint about it. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I do. Who the fuck is Cole Young, and why isn't he Johnny Cage? I do know that Cole Young is a character they create for this movie, and now that you mention it, yeah, he he's there's no sign of Johnny Cage in this movie. That's kind of weird that they would introduce a new character instead of. So I don't know. I knew they're about to fall into one of my most hated tropes, and I I hate to say it because I have so many positive things to say about this trailer. But why do you feel the need to introduce a new character for the movie and have them a major part of the movie? If he's we like he, the yeah. lore that's there, work with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. You have like, there's probably hundreds of characters in Mortal Kombat at this point, right? Close to it. Um, I don't know if I'd say hundreds, but there's a lot of characters. There. There's a lot of characters. In the movie. So yeah. why? Yeah, why would they create a new one when they can easily? Put uh push in another one of the established characters that we like. Yeah, and to leave out such a fan favorite, you know that character's just gonna get nothing but fan hate because they're not yeah. Johnny Cage. Unless we're being misled and this guy gets killed off rather quickly. Which might be a possibility. I, I don't know. Doubt it's hard it. to tell. Why would they bother introducing him like that and everything on character posters and all I don't that know, shit? Trick people. I don't know. I I don't write movies, at least not yet. I, I am worried about the Cole Young thing. Well, we'll see how... Because it looks like he might be a member of um, Sonya and Jax's uh, special forces team. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that, that, that's just... the only... I think that's the only thing both of us were kind of perturbed about. My only reason I'm harping on it so much is because it could turn into a big problem. That And this movie looks so good, I don't want to see a big yeah. problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Hopefully, hopefully, if this is a new character, they do it in a way that makes sense. You know, I do. I do worry about the idea that they're yeah. setting him up to be the main character when you know, for most of the movies, not movies, most of the game, Liu Kang's been the main uh, fighter. Yeah, Sonya, Liu Kang, um, Johnny Cage. They, later, you could say Cassie Cage. They, they do seem like. The, that's they do core. seem to be leaning also heavy on Sub Zero and Scorpion, so I hopefully that they're a big part of it then too. Well, Sub Zero and Scorpion's what sells. Yeah, let's be real here. Yeah, so hopefully they'll be front and center. Who knows? There's a lot of characters in this movie. It seems like it's going to be more of an ensemble. So hopefully they balance it right. And it seems like Kano, Kano. We have to talk about Kano. He seems like he might start out as a good guy, maybe. I don't know. I know he used to not look so fucked up before he got like cybernetics and stuff. I don't know because I. It seems like he might be on the special forces team. I wonder if they're doing an arc where he maybe goes bad then. Because that that's the kind of the vibe that I got from it. I feel like this movie should be like Endgame length to fit all they need to in it. Well, I've long for a few years ago or whatever, I was having a conversation with somebody about Mortal Kombat, and I always felt that this would Mortal Kombat would work better as a. Uh, as a TV series. Yeah, for sure. Because there's so much character arc and a game of Thrones, like bloody type violent series, I think would make more sense to me. I think that's kind of what they tried with into the badlands really seemed like what a mortal Kombat series could have ended up being like. Yeah. I I never watched that show. So I, I don't know. I caught an episode or two of it. I didn't hate it, but it was just didn't keep up with it. Yeah. So yeah, we got the new world. So do you know 
Oh, go I was just saying, we got the new Mortal Kombat trailer, so that was obviously a big thing this morning. Uh, what were you going to bring up? Do you know what I rewatched? What? Small Soldiers. I did see that. Uh, that is, I haven't seen that in a while, but that, what, was your, what was your take on it? That movie holds up extremely well, and I couldn't help but feel like when I was watching it that I can't believe this wasn't franchised, because it has all the makings of such, like, a big franchise series, especially from that time. Like they could have done sequels into the ground with it. I know it performed well and people have anytime you bring it up, the people who remember it think fondly back on it. I can't believe like it never got franchised out. There actually there's a reason for that. For first I need to correct you. The, I think the controversy? It, I don't think it was extremely successful. It might have been a moderate success success. But the problem was it was meant to be a kids movie and it got a PG 13 rating. And when that happened, a lot of ad, um, networks didn't want to advertise it during like Saturday. They wanted to advertise it towards kids and like Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that. And when it got the PG 13 rating and people, I guess, I don't know if they saw the rough cut of it, they realized it was a bit more violent than they were comfortable for, for as a kids movie. And that's why it kind of got, a bit of a controversy of stigma around it. It's weird saying that now. Well, it's you weird know, saying that because there have been PG thirteen kids meals before, but the first one I think of is Batman Returns, and that didn't ex- exactly have you know that had pro- there's some problems with that. Whenever they did like tie in Happy Meal toys and stuff like that, but I don't know. That was the whole thing with that. They thought it was a bit too much for a kids movie. It was funny that you say that because a movie it kind of reminded me of having that same like possible the potential of the same level of cult fandom is gremlins. As I was thinking in that same vein of kids, but not for kids like that really reminded me but of that. Once again, you're bringing up a movie that gremlins is one of the movies that gave us the PG 13 rating. So all these movies we're talking about are yeah. movies that had controversies around them. So that could be, but gremlins is definitely franchised at least one. And now there's a new one coming and like, that has there's always gremlins merch somewhere you know what i mean like or toys or shirts i I haven't seen anything for that movie it just strikes me as so odd because i'm watching like this has all those makings of something like that i think i looked this up because i saw it on on your uh snapchat where is it available streaming somewhere yeah it was either on prime or hbo max i think it was on prime okay i I might have to check it out because i haven't seen that movie in quite some time and it, 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 I mean, it's about toys. It was a fun nostalgia trip. I had a good time. I, mean, a, I found myself genuinely invested in that movie again. And it's about toys that come to life. I mean, how much more incentive do you have to make toys? Yeah, it's also a little suspension of disbelief, because just because you put a microchip in something doesn't mean solid plastic is going to be able to move at, like, well, in the late, full body movement. But And in the late 90s, that's what a microchip meant it magically brings things to life yes computers technology computers are were magic machines back in the 90s you know it's like give me that cd rom (laughs) that's just the way yeah you're not wrong honestly that's probably something mid 90s you just tapped a bunch of stuff on a keyboard and it's like oh my god the world's gonna end these strange computers. Yeah, like, that's back when computer cafes were like a big thing for people to use the oh, internet. Our clerks too. What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> no, it's Jane Silent Bob yeah, Strike Back. Jane Bob Strike Back. But clerks too did have the internet kiosk inside of movies, which is something that 
did that even ever actually exist? In, I don't think fast food restaurants ever had internet internet things in them. No, places did have those, like public computers yeah. you could use. It was like a perk for coming in. Yeah, but I just don't recall it being in like restaurants. I think I remember our mall had one at one point back in the old days of the 2000s. I don't remember if they used to or not. So, uh, I, prefer, I don't know. If, yeah. Well, anyway, on that topic there real quick before we jump off. Is there any other movies, like, or comics, anything you can think of that you're surprised really didn't franchise out? Oh, France, something, that, something that I'm surprised they didn't franchise. I'm sure there is. I'm just trying to think of something Well, the problem hand. is because what we talk about, so much of it is stuff that's been franchised to death. Do you, you know what do I you mean? Have that's any, the stuff we do you, love. So. Yeah. Do you have anything that you felt, other than Small Soldiers, or is that your main one? No, like, oh, that's the one I came in with. Um... Yeah, it's so funny because so much things I love really have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there's something. I just can't think of it off the head, and I don't want to have the dead air trying to think of. If something comes to me, I'll blurt it out. Or, but I, I don't know. There, I'm sure there yeah. has to be something other. So I've um, a few things I want to touch on from our previous episode in terms of uh, things we talked about. Um, the Cara Dune saga continues. Uh, I don't know if you heard this. Yeah. Lucasfilm announced that they hope plan. They say basically somewhere down the road they plan on recasting the character. You know what? I wouldn't put too much stock into that because last night I was scrolling through like my um, browser news feed, like the for you curated news yeah. thing, and I know Joe saw three, three each of these two separate takes. Lucasfilm will recast Cara Dune. Lucasfilm says they will not recast Cara Dune. So don't even uh, bother it, yet. It's still so up in the air. Well, one of the things, reports. This tangentially ties into small soldiers and merchandising. They canceled a new line of Cara Dune action figures because of this controversy. So I'm wondering if they would keep the character around just for the merchandising prospects, which seems a little cynical, but hey, it's Star Wars. They merchandise the hell out of it. So do you think they would recast their... Star Wars and merchandising go hand in hand. It's yeah. the tale of old time George Lucas. Mer I don't need any profits. I just want the merchandising Merchandising, rights. merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. Spaceballs reference. Well, how does that tie in, though? You said tying it back to small it, soldiers? Just toys in general. Like, small soldiers could have been easily... Oh, oh gotcha. Could have been toy-lined to death. And it's true, I mean... They sold out of the initial run of Cara Dune Black Series figures, so they're going to come out with another one, and then they canceled it when all of this happened. So I'm wondering if they keep the character around just because of... Also, there's also storyline potential in, other, in books, comic books, so I don't know if they would completely sideline the character. They could easily just re recast. But it sounds like if... They for sure will for a while. Yeah, is it... That's... Play it safe. Yeah, I think they're gonna if they do recast, like I said, they said somewhere down the line, which I think means wait till things cool off a bit. Yeah, you're probably you might be looking at seven to ten years before they touch it again. I, I don't know if I go that. Far. It's not like they don't have enough content to roll off of. You know what True. I mean? Speaking of content, eh, I don't know if I go there. Martin Scorsese made some really comments recently about the modern movie industry, but I don't he I don't even know if we even I care saw about this. And he, he's accusing the movie industry of you know putting out content not movies and to that i'm like he doesn't like I, artsy films being referred to as content and then he listed what he thought content was he goes a superhero sequel 
uh, a commercial. So he's putting a superhero movie on the same level as a commercial. You Fuck off. You, you know what? Have... Yeah, you made some great movies. I'm not going to deny it. Martin Scorsese is so fucking old and out of touch. I don't want to hear it. I, I think I just have one thing to say to Martin Scorsese. And we'll move off this subject because it's almost a non-issue for us. Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, if you're listening to our podcast, and I know you are because we are the pulse of the generation, I say to you, okay, boomer. Okay, boomer, is what I say to him. <laughs> content. Are we young enough to use that phrase? Well, we're not boomers, so. <laughs> yeah, true. So we'll move along to. Well, like I said, the the Gen Zers have declared declared war on us, so I yeah, don't know what to do. Skinny jeans with side parts are out, and it's like, okay, you guys are wearing mom jeans, so let's let's just move on. We're not, we don't want to start a culture war here. <laughs> I want another thing. Another thing I wanted to bring up from last episode. I watched it by accident. I watched the first episode of Young Rock. Oh, how is it? surprisingly fun i actually liked it i recommend checking it out the the framing device for the story is ridiculous and hilarious because it it's you know obviously it's about him growing up but it's him telling a story about it in modern day but you know how the way they're doing it is the modern day in the show is the year 2032 and dwayne johnson is running for president i heard that I'm not worried about spoilers. What's like the first episode about? It kind of jumps all over the place because they basically there's three different storylines of him at three different ages. One where he's like eight or nine years old. I don't know. I'm not good at kids' ages. One where he's 15, and one where he's where he's 15 in high school, and one where he's in his early 20s and he's starting out in football. So you have three different actors playing him across three different time time periods. And uh, what was I gonna say? And then, then, like I said, then there's the framing device of him. He's doing an interview on a talk show, and the talk show is hosted by Randall Park. And by that, I mean Randall. You know Randall Park, right? Jimmy Woo. Yeah. And by that, I mean by that. By that, I mean it's not Randall Park is playing talk show host. Randall Park is playing himself as a talk show host in the future. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Good for Randall Park. I and because uh, at one point, well, The Rock repeatedly refers to him as Randall during the show. And at one point, he said, uh, Randall himself says something like, oh, I know what you're talking about. I used to be an actor. <laughs> and The Rock was like, yeah, you were. And you're a pretty good one. So, yeah, they're getting a little bit meta. But it's the whole idea is the public thinks that The Rock has been in celebrity lands for so long he can't relate to normal people. So he's telling the story of his life to say, hey, I've been through some shit. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually oh, okay. really cool. Like, I don't know a lot about wrestling, but it, it opens up. You know, I know his dad is uh, Rocky Johnson, the old wrestler. Yeah. And it starts out with him as a kid, and he's hanging out with a, his dad and all of his wrestler friends. And they have, I don't remember all the names, but the Iron Sheik and Andre the Giant and various other wrestlers from that time period as supporting oh, cool. characters. The guy playing Andre the Giant is actually pretty decent. He... I know I looked it up. He's not actually as big as him, but they make him look that big and he has the voice similar. And apparently Andre the Giants is going to be a recurring character on the show. Um, did they have his uncles in it? The Wild Simones? Yes, actually. Yeah, that, that was in the uh, the opening thing when he's a little kid. They're like all at, together at like a poker game or something like that. So it's oh, I, cool. I was surprised. Like, I don't know a lot about wrestling, but I, I'm probably going to stick with it. It's, it looks like it's going to be an interesting show. And like I said, it. And at the oh, end of cool. the episode, um, 
it deals a little bit then when he's a teenager they make jokes about he's 15 but they, everyone thinks he's an under, undercover cop like 21 jump street because he looks a lot older than he actually is and then uh, oh, that's funny. And then at the very end of it it's him whenever he's whatever football team he was in an, on in the early 20s when he first tries off for them and he like breaks the record for like bench presses or something and everybody's cheering him on it's, i don't know I, I think this could be something surprisingly good so I, i'd recommend it like as a, a non as a person that's not really huge into wrestling but thinks the rock is a uh a very entertaining fun, fun guy i i enjoyed it i might check it out then yeah Who it's knows? um i think it's come i think it airs tuesdays on nbc but then it's next day on who Oh, okay. So I think that's something we're checking out. Do you have um, any other things that new and exciting things that you want to talk about now? I feel like I'm dominating for once. Um, I'm trying to think of anything big that happened in the news. Uh, and honestly, I lost all of it once that Mortal yeah. Kombat trailer dropped. Well, um, I do have. So last night, uh, Nintendo had this thing they do, but it's been over a year since they did it called a Nintendo Direct, which is basically like nintendo's hall h presentation that they just do online and they announced some really cool things and just felt like mentioning them but also absent were a lot of things that have been confirmed to be in development but were not present so who knows but splatoon 3 is coming out and that's all i care about what is it splatoon it's this game like you play as this creature called an inkling which is like a little squid person you drive around, like walk around with like guns and paintbrushes and stuff, and have to ink everything. It sounds so stupid, but it's the most addicting game in the world, and I love it. But they announced the new one, and so I'm very happy about it. And there's a new comic book project coming out that might be interested in. What is it? Okay, so there's a new uh, comic book series coming out that might be of interest. What's that? Batman '89. I did see Which, that. Yeah. This was an idea that someone pitched a few years ago of DC initially rejected, but now it's happening and I'm actually stoked for it. It's basically going to be a continuation of the Tim Burton Batman movies in comic book form. And I'm actually very much interested in seeing what happens with that. Uh, I think. Well, I figured it was only a matter of time because they did the Batman 66 yeah. ones. Like, like eventually when enough time has passed, you will see this for everything. Yeah. And, uh, I think they're doing an interesting uh, distribution method for it. It's coming out first as a uh, digital comic book series in, I think, 12 chapters, they said. Boo. But, but, that, but then it's going to be collected in print form in six-issue indivi- six, uh, six miniseries. Okay. And then after that, they said there'll be a hardcover graphic novel. So I think they're just doing a di- uh, playing around with formats here. So apparently each digital chapter is about half the length of a normal comic book, and then they'll compile it all together at the end. So there will be a, a, a regular individual issue, individual issue print form of it, and then there'll be a trade paperback. Well, they said it was like be a hardback first. So yeah, I, I like, I'm and fine with collected part- editions. I have, um, I've been yeah. reading a lot of those lately. So I thought you were going to mention the war of the bounty hunters that got announced for star Wars. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, just a big kind of event, which um, there's a series called Bounty Hunters right now, which follows a lot of different ones like Aura Singh, Boba Fett, Bosk, characters like that. And this is kind of going to be their first. I know they've had little ones, but the kind of the first big comic event in Star Wars. So I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting out. you brought up comics. And I was thinking this question to myself. 
and I want to ask you, and don't be afraid to sound cliche, because my pick might be cliche. I was reading the second issue of Last Ronin came out, and some comics just feel different than your stuff that just comes out. Some you can tell are, this is a big one when you're reading it. What do you think, like, the best comic book of all time is? Not to say an ongoing, but like a mini or something. What do you think the best one ever is? Like, self-contained stories. So we can't say The Amazing Spider-Man, like, that's been running forever. Uh, Yeah. Like, I'm talking about a story arc or something like that. So you could pull like a run oh. from something like that. Oh. That's a tough. That's a tough question. I I don't think I can point to anything and say this is the best thing ever. Well, what's something that popped oh, into your God. mind? Because I'm sure you at do least you had something that you wanted to say. What are you doing with the camera? In terms of like, I'm messing around with it. It's, this is new to me. Uh... I'm here. I am not a cat. <laughs> I'm here live. <laughs> this is the emperor. I am not a cat. Uh, but what what came to your mind at least that could be a contender? Uh, the Phoenix Saga. That's a good pick. And I'm including I'm including the whole thing, both the original and the Dark Phoenix, because people tend to focus on the Dark Phoenix. I'm looking at the storyline as a whole. That would be a good one. Um, Civil like War said, popped I don't know into mind point... for me because really until that point, we live in the age of heroes fighting heroes. Civil War was one of the big first ones where you had big teams of heroes going yeah. against each other. I don't think that's my answer, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen comes yeah, to see, mind. Jinx, yeah, Watchmen, 100%. <laughs> um, I, the Dark Knight Returns, of course, is up there. Yeah, that's that, that's one of the ones that, yeah, you, you mentioned about cliche, but like the, the Dark Knight Returns gave us gritty Batman back in full force. <laughs> yeah, so... <sighs> I don't know. I, I might even put Batman Hush in there. Dark. I might even put. Yeah, I know Batman. Batman Hush would probably be in there somewhere. I liked Hush a lot. I don't. I don't think I could give it that. Um, anything uh, it, Chris Claremont X Men is amazing. It gave us because yeah, his entire well, his he wrote, he wrote that book for like twenty years. Yeah, uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, that's a good one, too. No, I'm talking pretty much superhero comics. I'm not talking anything too out there realm right now. Yeah. Uh, man, it, it's tough. It's a fun thing. Like, when you're on board, I'm thinking, I'm like, what would I yeah. pick as it? And I don't know if I think this. Like, like, what would you give? But The Dark Knight Returns keeps popping into my head as it's probably that, but I'm not sure. Either that or maybe, like, Batman Year One. Yeah, it's it's tough. I'm see. I'm not looking at this as written out as necessarily best of all time. I'm looking at, hey, per- there's a person I've never read a comic book before. What do you give them to get them hooked? Yeah, exactly. Like I would look at it more as that, and you want to give them like the best that you have. Yeah, it's it's tough. I'm you don't want to give them. You don't want to give them the Spider-Man clone saga. No, and there's stuff that I love that I couldn't put into that category. Like I wouldn't give them the. Riley Brown Deadpool run, but I love Riley Brown's Deadpool so much. Like I, it's honestly was probably my favorite ongoing I've read in my life. Like I wouldn't give Eastman and Laird's Turtles, but like if it's great and it laid all the groundwork. So like probably the Dark Knight Returns in the way that you said. If I'm giving one to someone to get them hooked, probably be the Dark Knight Returns. I don't know what else. Watchmen's up there, but almost. Yeah. As 
dark as Dark Knight Returns is, no pun intended, Watchmen might be a little too grim dark and take itself seriously for that category, even though it's a masterpiece. Well, and all, and also, yeah, and also, Watchmen was basically kind of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a satire, but it was kind of a it was a commentary analyzation of superhero tropes. Yeah. So that might not be the best thing to start someone out with if that's not familiar with superhero comics at all. Yeah, because you wouldn't get a lot of the ironies and stuff in it and like what they're really mad about and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that would probably be something you'd have to uh, wait until after you read a few things and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it, it's interesting. though. I'm, it's a, I've been thinking on that for a little while. Oh, speaking of, uh, oh, we got a tr- full trailer for Justice League since last time we talked. Like the day the episode went up, I think. Oh yeah, we. Have, oh yeah, I forgot. we actually—that's one of two trailers I want to talk about. What are your thoughts on the Justice League trailer? It looks good. It looks like a completely different movie, so I'm excited for it. not completely different, but majorly different. Yeah, you see, I liked it, but I don't know. I I didn't get super excited about it. I didn't no, feel like neither. it showed a whole lot, but maybe that's a good thing. I'll so, say. I mean, it could be a good thing that obviously the fact that they gave the Joker the meme Joker line is kind oh, of. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They literally had the Joker they... say, "We live in a society." And in my head, when I heard that line, because you didn't see Joker at first, I'm like, "There's no way it's Joker. They're playing with us." Because they would not have him say that line. But no, it was. Yeah, but it looks like that's in the uh, in the nightmare sequence. Yeah. Like the dream sequence. Well, I saw so an interview with Zack Snyder said, I couldn't be done without having my Batman meet my Joker at least once, which is a fair point. Because that was done in the reshoots. Yeah, and that goes back to kind of my thing, like in defense of Batfleck, what would have changed public perception that I said. He never met his rogues yeah. gallery. Well, hopefully this four-hour Justice League movie will be a fitting send-off for Batfleck then. Yeah, that's probably going to be a multiple... Uh, session watch for me. Yeah, I don't know if I don't think I've ever watched. I don't. Are there any? You know, I'm sure there are four hour movies out there. I, but I fucking hate Gone with the Wind. So, <laughs> frankly, my darling, I don't give a controversial damn if you hate take Gone there. With the wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck about Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, we're talking about movie trailers. Have you seen the trailer for the movie Nobody? Yeah, that looks great with Bob Odenkirk. A Bob, a Bob Odenkirk action movie. It's what the hell? The best way I, I want to see it. I want to see it. It's called Old John Wick, and honestly, it fits. It seems like the, I looked up the general plot. Is he's kind of a you know husband and a father. He's kind of a kind of just a lame, unremarkable guy, and all of a sudden he starts. He snaps and starts like killing people or something it kind of death wishy so i know i just bob odenkirk as an action hero if something i never knew i wanted to see until now it's funny we're in the time like when we grew up your action stars were these young like ripped fast like martial artists and fighter types like that were in the prime of their life and the more we age the more our action and now it's stars bob odenkirk age and Liam yeah, exactly. It all goes back to Liam Neeson's where it yeah, started. Yeah, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, after he did Taken, all of a sudden had a second career as a guy that just beats the crap out of people. Yeah, and then like that kind of, let's be honest, opened up the door for something like Logan to happen. You know what I mean? 
yeah or even john wick because yeah or even john wick because keanu reeves is in his early 50s yeah and the death wish remake with bruce willis like it's it's a legit trend in movies now it's like old guys just beating people up yeah and i'm all for I'm, it yeah i'm here for it oh i wanted to bring something up once again this episode is feeling like a a uh sequel like a bit of a spiritual sequel to our last one because oh, yeah we didn't do what to we told on. you we were doing this week sorry people oh yeah yeah we were gonna do franchise fights but then the mortal Kombat happened and a bunch of other stuff happened and we'll do franchise fights at some point i'm not gonna tell you when because it could be next week it could be a month from now i don't know yeah we're not gonna pre we're not gonna talk about future episodes because we Greg knows for a fact I change our schedule like every other day, and he's probably annoyed with it. <laughs> I get a text almost daily of the schedule, and I'm not going to lie. I pay little attention except for what the next one is anymore, because I know that will not yeah, that's... be two from there the next week. I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing next week. All right. Yeah, yeah. so I'm probably not even going to send you the schedule anymore. I would just be like, hey, this is what we're doing just next week. give me next week. Cause... That's I... all I need. All right. So um, you balked me. <laughs> Well, you mock me a lot. I was going to say, you have to be way more specific than that. Yeah. You know, thanks, Dick. I have a low self-esteem as it is. And you're like, oh, you're actually, you're so old. And you don't know how to use a computer. And you wipe your ass with pine cones. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, well, you, you probably thought it. Uh, like, oh, you sit on the toilet reading the... Sit on the toilet with your reader's digest and your pudding. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I know you have a thing to get to, but I want to drop this real quick in reference to what you just said. When I was a kid, I thought reader's digest. Wait, 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 wait. What? I was going to say. What did I say that remind? What did what did me sitting on the toilet remind you of? Exactly. Reader's Digest. Go I thought on. Reader's Digest was disgusting and disturbing as a little kid because you would always see them in people's bathrooms because it's quick, easy reads. But it was like I thought it meant like you're supposed to read this while you poop because you digest, and that just creeped me out and gave me the willies, and I hated it. <laughs> and I've never read a Reader's Digest in my life because of that. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know, like, something like about digestion. this makes digest. I'm like, ew! And so I never read it. And the fact that you saw him in the bathroom just added you will to shit it. Your pants. Yeah, like, I'd be standing in line at the grocery store with my mom as a kid and see them there. I'm like, that's my food! Ugh! Like, this is nasty. <laughs> like, you, wait, you thought, like, people that were handling, the, that, that put it on the shelf, had just swiped their ass? No, I did. I don't know what what i really thought but i knew it was wrong i'll put it that way you, you just had this feeling about reader's digest like this is something dirty and associated with shit yeah it made me feel icky like i i didn't like it well that's like one of my best friends from high school he always had archie digests in his bathroom it's same thing so i, I wouldn't read the archie, archie digest either because i thought they were a kid's version of the poop magazine no, no. wait so you, anything digest i would digest, not read archie's digest oh uh, you something fucked you up when you were oh so much so much oh my god so like what if someone had a book like remember people would have those books in their bathroom that literally were like this is for, literally had a title is like you read this while you poop yeah do you remember like those it. things uh, didn't creep me out enough is anything with digest so in the title general bathroom reading is like yeah but the word digest really like is you immediately think read this and you're gonna shit yeah, something about it was not kosher. That's all I know. It wasn't right. 
But I oh, readers digress. That was a I'm sorry. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> Some subscription to readers die. Puke every time I open that. the mail. Do they even still make that? Because I mean, people just play with their phones on the toilet. Which that's the thing with me. I'm I'm this. I think it's gross to be on your phone while you're on the toilet because you know you're wiping your business and then you're touching your phone. You're getting poo particles on your phone. It is that's gross. gross. But let's be honest, everyone it's does not, it. It's not, it's not sanitary. I know you're not exempt. Probably. I don't. I have never done it. Bullshit. I know. I no, I've never. No, I have never used my phone on the toilet. You know what? When I'm on the toilet, that is time for quiet contemplation of life. I meditate while I'm shitting. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious. Or not. Do you really not check your phone? No, I don't have my phone. I don't take my phone into the bathroom with me. That's weird to me. Unless it's in my pocket, like in a public place. But I don't play on my phone while I'm taking a crap. I'm fighting the urge for old man jokes so bad right now, and not not gonna do it. Before we fell down the shithole, literally, <laughs> I was going making. I had a point I was going towards, where in the previous episode, you mocked me for watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three recently. I didn't mock you. I pity. I rewatched you. it as because I was gonna... oh. okay. Well, here's the thing. This is. I thought of this after the fact, as often happens when we're recording. The reason why I rewatch Ninja Turtles three periodically with the movies, besides the fact that I feel the need to watch all three, as That's bad fair. as a movie as that is, as bad as a movie as that is, I liked it when I was a kid. Okay, and as an adult, I could recognize that some of the things I watched as a ch- child were not good. But I still like watching it because it's something I grew up with. No, I get it's that. It's like the same. It's it's the same thing with RoboCop three. RoboCop three is not good, but I will rewatch it. Or if it happens to be on like one of my cable channels because I still have cable because I'm an old man, I'll watch it. It's not a good movie. It's a PG thirteen RoboCop movie, and he has a flight pack in it. Yeah, but I'll, <laughs> I'll still watch it because I like RoboCop. Same thing can be said for batman and robin i'll give batman forever a pass batman forever i think is more, is a lot more watchable than batman and robin Agreed. but batman and robin is just like a two-hour batman and robin is just a two-hour toy commercial but it's so i when that came out that came out in 97 so i was 13 years old you probably were barely born at that point i was five uh, but i like i liked it as a kid and i recognize now it's not good but I, it's nostalgia basically well, and also what, it is a bit of the on what you just said, me and you have had more fun watching Batman and Robin together than any good movie we've seen together. Yeah, and it goes back to also like us when we saw whatever the fuck Transformers movie we saw in the theaters, Transformers ninety two. That wasn't a good movie, but it, it was not a good movie, but it had a fucking Optimus Prime riding a robot dinosaur. Fuck yeah! What's not to like about that? Exactly, like, like Power Rangers. Power Rangers. A while ago, I started rewatching some old episodes of Power Rangers. And I'm thinking, you know, as an adult, how am I going to react to this? I'm going to be like, oh, what is this? I, I watched like the first episode and I'm like, I completely understand why I love this as a kid. This is everything a kid wants it's martial arts, it's laser guns, it's weapons, it's giant robots, it's giant monsters. Why, what kid wouldn't like that show? And as an adult, I'm like, I still enjoy it because this is. Per- I understand completely why that worked for oh, me yeah. at that age. It's crack for kids. It's everything rolled yeah. into one. So that's why, like, I mean, I remember watching a YouTube video a while back that made a good point of a bad movie could be just as entertaining as a good movie because 
even though it's bad, you could tell that the people making it like actually put work into it, even if it was bad. It's like almost like the Ed Wood syndrome. Like Ed Wood tried really hard to make good movies. It didn't work, but you could tell that he had a passion. Yeah. The passion was there. And you know what? I love those movies. I love Plan 9. You know, so like, I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I think it's I think it's awfully kind of telling that, you know, Tim Burton did the, the movie Edward based on his life. You have you seen that? Yeah, I think it's interesting that Tim Burton made a biography of Ed Wood, and then his very next movie, Tim Burton's very next movie after that, was Mars Attacks, which is basically a modern day big budget Ed Wood movie. Man, I love Mars Attacks I, I just, though. That movie rules. Uh, yeah. I just watched it recently because once again HBO Max. We're gonna suck HBO Max's dick like crazy because I, I don't. I love that. This I've, year it was very appropriate. Yeah. It's that's a fun movie and it's and it's intentionally bad, but, but in the know, best way possible. I don't think it's intentionally bad. It's intentionally campy. I put it that way. Okay, that, that's 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 a better take. That's a better take than what I said. Like so, Sharknadoes yeah. are intentionally bad. Yeah. Um. Plan 9, can we talk real quick about the star power they had for that movie? It's insane! For Plan 9? I mean, I'm sorry, not Plan 9, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, oh yeah. Oh, that that cast, I mean, Jack Nicholson plays two characters in it. I don't know if you were... uh, Michael J. Fox, Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, what's it, Danny DeVito in it? Danny DeVito's in it, young Jack Black is in it. Yeah, Um, um, very Natalie young Portman. Natalie Portman is in it. Uh, what's that? Is it Lucas Hayes? If you remember who him, the long-haired fellow. Okay, He's been yeah. in a few other things. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Close. I forgot about her. Um, Pam Greer, which at the time she was kind of in the twilight of her career, but she still was a big star in the seventies. Who was the boxer guy? He was somebody. I don't remember. But you know who I'm talking about, right? No. The one boxer guy at the ca- casino. I don't know. But, but, yeah, it had such an insane cast. And most of them die. Yeah. It, they it's... kill off almost... They kill off the majority of the people in that movie. And I think that's why the movie wasn't well-received at the time. Because people were like, what the fuck is this? And people have now realized it's kind of you know a satire. Also... That movie had the misfortune of coming out about six months after Independence Day, so people thought it was like an Independence Day knockoff yeah. or satire. P- people that don't realize, you know, for, for a movie to come out six months after another movie, they're both in production around the same time, so it's not like they were aware of what each other was doing. Yeah, that's, but the you mod- got to factor that in, and like I remember that was a big it, thing with the movie Ants. Do you remember that? And A Bug's Life. Oh, both yeah. came out yeah. within like a or, year or two of each other, and they were all computer-generated th- movies, so there's no way they finished them that fast. Or like uh, Volcano and Dante's Peak, or yeah. Armageddon and Deep Impact. There's been a weird thing of like like similar movies, like the same type of style movie, released in a, a short time period. Yeah, and like you said, some people don't realize I think, it's impossible for a movie of that scale to come yeah. out that fast. Like, and in terms of that phenomenon, I always think of uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact as the biggest example of it because they're both movies about asteroids that are about to hit earth but they are so opposite of each other in terms of story and tone like deep impact was trying to be like a scientifically based disaster movie about what would happen and what we would do if an asteroid is about to hit earth armageddon was like porno music video it made no sense like like not, not 
like even Ben Affleck made a comment once, you know, how does it make sense to train oil drillers to be astronauts? Shouldn't you just train astronauts to be oil drillers? And then Michael Bay basically told him to shut the fuck up. (laughs) He has a solid point. It was just a way for Steven Tyler and Aerosmith to get that music out. I mean, that movie is ridiculous, but I'll watch it from time to time because it is ridiculous. I mean, and that's another movie. Look look at the, the cast of that movie. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Steve Buscemi, uh, Owen Wilson, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Like, it had this insane cast for a movie about freaking fucking oil drillers going into space to land on an asteroid and blow it up. Yeah. It's... And then Steven Tyler... And then Steven Tyler sings a love song while Ben Affleck is putting a cookie in his daughter's pants. I remember, I think I was at prom, and they played that song. And did you put a did you put a cookie in someone's pants? No, but they played that song, and sounds like, oh, I love this song. It's perfect for this. And I said, really? Because it just makes me think of a giant asteroid hurtling towards Earth right now. And no one got the reference. Yeah, I think- I know it makes me think of Steven Tyler singing a love song to his own daughter, and not a, not in a not in a good way, like on a like I, I love you, daughter. It's like Ben Affleck's about to get in you type thing. Man, I can't believe Steven Tyler hasn't been canceled just for past shit yet. What? A, do you have anything like specific? Because I know he's you know he's done everything drug wise, but oh, I don't no, know has he done that. anything. Uh, Toys in the attic is. I, I don't want to say 100% because I don't know the exact story, but him uh, like having a minor like come into his life and things like that. And fucking Ted Nugent adopted See, I, a girl I, I, to marry. And it, there's all kinds of fucked up shit. That I can't believe those 80s rock stars haven't been hit yet. Yeah, uh, give it time. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Ted Nugent's Nugent's a whole other story. We're not going to go there. Yeah. Woody Allen buried his own stepdaughter. Yeah. I I imagine if a reporter went to Ted Nugent's house to get an interview about it, they would be fired upon as they approached his hut. So that's probably what would happen. You get shot. Yeah. (laughs) That's why no one's going after Ted Nugent because he's packing all the time. (laughs) Um, I don't got too much else. I just eagerly Uh, look forward now to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And I look forward to getting you that subscription to Reader's Digest. No, please don't. I will so you can up. digest properly. You know, it's funny. Like, I even know now. <laughs> but still, I see that. And that little voice in the back of my head, it knows it's incorrect now. But it still goes off. It's like, poop, poop book. I don't even... Do they still sell that on newsstands? I don't even recall seeing it anymore. But if I do see it, You know I'm what? I, I was going to say, like you said, well, everyone's just on their phones. But with the targeted demographic of Reader's Digest, I bet they're still out there. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I'm going to do some research and I'll get back to I'll get back to our viewers about the current state of Reader's Digest because that is a hot topic on our show. Yeah, now. because you think about it's like it's obviously an older demographic, right, that they're targeting with that. Yeah. And they're hmm. more likely to keep buying it and putting it in their bathroom every month bathroom reading time i miss it yeah so is it hoth at your house as well Some right people, now people, oh it's fucking i didn't even go outside yet today i really don't want to <laughs> my my usual 35 to 40 minute drive home took me an hour and a half this morning so it was pretty rough yeah i i'm hoping i don't have to go out for anything today since you know 
could be worse. I mean, at least our entire state isn't frozen, but... Yeah, uh, I talked to my friend from Texas What's up? last night, and he says it's pretty bad down there right now. Ooh, yeah, how is it? Oh, he's lucky because uh, that's just he that's still has insane. water. I mean, he still has power, but he doesn't have water. But there, he said there's people with no heat, no water, the whole deal. It's it's bad. Like, this means nothing. And by the time it comes out, hopefully things are better. Yeah. But, like, I hope the best for everyone down there and it gets better soon. Hopefully. Like, I know yeah. two podcasters in Pennsylvania yeah. talking about mean nothing. But I do, for real, like, thoughts thinking of all those guys yeah. down there. Yeah, it's just crazy. All right. Well, kids, I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. Um, everybody stay safe. Try to stay warm. It's, it's uh, like I said, it, it, it is very Hoth-like out there. I'm going to go uh, hop on my Tauntaun and try to get back to the Rebel base. Yeah, I think I saw a small meteor crash out my window. We better check that out. <laughs> we're not but beat for beaten Empire. Okay, we're done. Your Tauntaun will freeze before we reach the first mark. Then I guess I'll see you in hell! You forgot the yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought they smelt bad on the outside. I still am perplexed at the thought of hell in the Star Wars galaxy. Is it an expression? Is it a belief that some people hold? Like, what? Uh, that opens a whole can of worms, George. I, I just never think, addressed it again. I just think it's PG-rated swearing. They all they ever say, said in the, those were hell and damn. Yeah. In the original trilogy. And then, like... Because we did get obviously... In the sequel trilogy, that's achievable through the force, but does that mean in general people don't experience? There's there's a whole can like of questions from that line. So Lucasfilm, if you're listening, and I know you are because everyone listens to our podcast, we want to know about what happens in the afterlife in Star Wars beyond this force ghost. Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Is there a purgatory? (laughs) Someone start writing that book, that comic book. Get on it. The fans demand it. Two Pennsylvania men arrested outside of George Lucas's home. (laughs) The one is seeming taken away in handcuffs was yelling, I want to know about dead Star Wars people. Where are they? So we're just going directly to George Lucas for it. We want his canonical answer. We don't care what Disney wants to make up about it. We want this. We're going straight to the source. Well, I feel like we could achieve the Disney one easier, but that will always leave that little asterisk at the bottom. George's thoughts unknown. So yeah, we gotta go get George. So we'll break into we'll get Discovery Ranch and then like, all right, George, explain yourself. I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I just thought it would sound pretty cool to have home school be like, Oh, I'll see you in hell. And you know what's funny? I don't know. I, I probably didn't even you, write that line. I guarantee that's what it is. He goes, I don't know, it was a good line. But George Lucas is a smart man. Do you know why? Because he never says that. He never goes, oh, it just worked. <laughs> no. Even I feel like if it was that case, he always comes up with something, and that's smart on his part. Well, that's like established uh, lore. Well, that's like if you go look at the history of interviews with him, he is he he's always been changing his his uh, story as to how long Star Wars was supposed to be. Originally, it was one trilogy. Then it was going to be nine episodes. Then no, we're only doing the six. Then at one point, like oh, this could be a go on forever. Like he was always changing. The length of the saga. Yep. Uh, and at one point, it was like, "Oh, I, I never, I never really had an idea for the sequel trilogy." But then, before Disney bought him out, he was working on story treatments for the sequel trilogy. So he was constantly changing his story in terms of the amount of actual content, content burr, 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 that he had. Well, I do know that 
the one thing that was actually for real in development with test footage and everything was a video game that was to be on scale with um, Shadows of the Empire. And but he kept changing his mind on what he like, wanted to be. First, he wanted to be a new character. Then he wanted to be Boba Fett. And like he kept changing his mind. And the poor game developers working on it were losing their mind. And then Disney bought them out and it got scrapped. Was that to be like another multimedia project like Shadows? I believe was, so, or? because it was a huge undertaking, this game they were working on. Like it was supposed to be open world Star Wars. You can travel between planets I mean, and explore the whole thing. Like they're like, how oh, are yeah. we supposed to do this? Did didn't they announce? Aren't they doing something like that now? Is are they reviving that? I felt like I heard. I don't think it's about a revival. A, open world Star of Wars game being was, back on track, but it it is. Oh, no, I'm not saying it. That's, I'm game. saying like the same concept. Yeah, I did feel like I had rumblings about that. And then in terms of like multimedia, they have the, the uh, High Republic line with books and comic books and stuff like that. And maybe we'll see a live action High Republic thing somewhere down the line. Yeah, it's funny though because every feel time like we try people... to end the episode, we always we. Yo, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Listen, every, I feel like every time we we were about to wrap the episode up, something comes up that we go off on a tangent on. Yeah, but I feel like the people who are working on the High Republic are not, and it seems by all reports, the same people who are working on most of the current filmed projects, like the TV shows and the movies. And there seems to be like a yeah. bit of communication barriers and stuff like that. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Oh, I, one final bit of trivia, and then I think we will wrap this up. I found out something I did not know before. You probably know it because you know everything about Star Wars. I did not, well, I was not aware that Dave, how do you say his last name? Dave Fiona? No, it's not the wife from Shrek. It's not Dave Fiona. It's Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni? Yes. Dave Filoni. Did you know he is from, he's from Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they. you did or didn't? I did not. Yeah, he's from Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and he went to college at the Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania. Oh, no shit. Which, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, I went to the Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania for my freshman year of college, because I went to like five different schools over the course of of a decade to get what should have been a four-year degree in communication. At least you got yours, I dropped out. Um, You could have been hanging out with Dave Filoni. But once again, you, you say that, but which of us has the better job right now? Not you, you, you didn't Why? wake up this morning and you're going in after you're done recording this. So you, okay, you have you have a better paying job though. Yeah, what cost? I, see, comes down, I don't know how old Dave Filoni is now. I'm curious if he's, you I messed up. up. No, no, I, I I looked it up online. He's in his mid forties. I'm he's I'm, I'm and I'm about to turn thirty seven. So he's about close to ten years older than me. In a so row? I don't know thirty seven. Yeah, that's gonna be the theme of my birthday, of my birthday this year. I I already decided that. When you birthday. turn like thirty, I'm, like I'm gonna have a party. You remember when you turned thirty? We had a party and we dubbed it thirty yeah. the slow march towards death. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I actually called. Yeah. I came up with that because that's what it feels like. I mean, after thirty, it's like what well, you're just you're just celebrating a decade marks until you die. <laughs> yeah, Dave I mean, was technically born in you can retire at sixty-five, but no, we don't want. The, he was like two or three years earlier. Yeah, than I was, you. Born, he was born in seventy four. I was born in eighty four, Dick. <laughs> so he's yeah, he's ten years older than me. All right, guys, make sure you do. Goddamn millennials! <laughs> make sure you check us out on all of the things that you check us out on. That'd be the Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram. Make uh, sure you check the other shows out on the network. That's your part. 
uh, the, the other shows, uh, Ruthless Retrospective, Audio Anxiety Radio Show, uh, Throbbing with Horror, um, Theater Defeater, if it ever comes no, back. Oh, Theater Defeater. Uh, okay, well, dear, rest in peace, Theater Defeater. You're good for the two episodes that you made, but Bra- we know Brandon's busy, so yeah. we won't belittle him for that. We 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 have other things we, we could have other things we can belittle Brandon for. Well, if, not if, for, if you not did listen to Theater Defeater, me and Brandon talked, and it works better for Brandon's life to guest on other shows. So we're working on some of that. All right, he will be back for us to make fun of him for hating everything. Yes, except for Mad Max Fury Road and Twilight. Yeah, one, two strange picks. All right, but that's all I got. Make sure you guys share the episode, and thank you for listening. I do mean that. Legit, thank you. Yes. Thank you. So, uh, until next time, uh, I am Ryan Maxwell. I'm Greg. Cowabunga, motherfuckers.